is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Nat Coon Show. It's FFS. It is me and Ben. Week three preview continues. Ben's going to pick out some of his favorite games coming up this weekend. We're going to talk about some Deshaun Watson news. And most importantly of all, we're picking our FFS team of the week. If you haven't played Daily Fantasy, you can enter a new team every week. It's super simple to do it. In our league, it's free to enter. Just hit up the link in the show notes. We'll head on over to DraftKings, our partner, and type in NC Show. You'll get to the league. And they're free to enter contests where you can win all kinds of fantastic prizes. This is the last call to enter a team to have a shot of winning tickets, comp tickets, corporate box tickets to Jags Falcons at Wembley. We'll explain on the show how you can uh, have a shot to win those, but it is free to enter them. So get involved, sign up to the league, play against me and Ben. Lots of your show faves. Propo entered a team last week, which didn't do great. Uh, and uh, play against your fellow listeners each and every week throughout the course of the season. Right, let's get down to some week three NFL chat with Benny. FFS in effect. Ben Isaacs in the house. And Benny, history has been made, my friend. Legends have been born because our show team last week little old me and you week two of our fledgling daily fantasy journey where do you think we landed in the nat coombs show pay to play special the five dollar league the high stakes poker league right where you gotta pay five dollars to enter benny we only went and came second incredible incredible I, are um, we are we experts now? I think that makes us experts. I think it's fair to say because because you know it's like I figure those we have the free to play special and and uh, that is still rolling this week. Incidentally, go and click the link in the show notes. You can if you haven't signed up already, it will sign you up to the league and you can play it. Or just go on to DraftKings and enter NC Show in the promo, and it'll take you to the league. Most important week of all, really, in many respects, because. This is your last chance to win tickets 
to the Jags Falcons at Wembley, right? If you get the highest score or the player that's got the highest score in any of our free-to-play contests since the start of the season, so weeks one, two, three, any of the free-to-play contests, the highest score wins, will get the tickets, pair of tickets, corporate hospitality at Wembley. This is your last chance to do that. So get involved with that. Those uh, uh, guys, of course, uh, that are playing in, in those leagues, including us, it's a lot of fun. It's free to enter. Our friends at USA Sports giving away fantastic merch as well. Notes about what you can win in that free to enter league in our show notes too. So it's all to play for. And you don't have to, don't have to put a penny in. The guys that enter the $5 league, I think they're like the high rollers in Vegas. They're the guys that want yeah, to go yeah. into the back room, right? They're the guys. <laughs> they're the guys that want their own table. They want their own dealer. That's where the yeah. that's where the whales are, right? And it's the fact that we went in there a little guppy us <laughs> to, to keep the aquatic analogy going, and landed not just not just getting in the money, Benny, fifty bucks for shelter, our official charity of the NC show, fifty bucks in the kitty, and right, this just goes to show because like we we're relatively new to daily fantasy. And we right. had our we had our first go in week one, and I think it's fair to say it didn't go well. We were not that far off the worst yeah. in the league. Yeah, but we, you know, we great coaches, and you know, we're we're we're, co- we're leaders of men, True. right? We're 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 coaching we're coaching everybody in effect that we pick for that roster. Any of those players, if they knew, and maybe they do know, maybe they're listening, mm-hmm. but if they knew that they'd been picked by us. That's gonna kind of they're gonna be kind of puffing their chest out in the locker room. They're gonna feel yeah. like, well, look, if Ben and Nat have picked me, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all out this week. I'm gonna I play like I've going. never played before. Of course, it's like the it's yeah. like the. I hadn't thought of that. We've got a lot of the locker room bulletin board material when players, coaches are called out on this show um, to incentivize them. But that's the inverse of that. It's the positive. I like the positive spin here. It's like, yeah, you get a, a nod from the NC show for their for their DraftKings team of the week. And I, it means yeah. they, they're backing me. Yeah. And the thing is, great coaches make adjustments. And from week one to week two, we made a lot of adjustments. We looked at things in a different way. Um, <laughs> An entirely well, different lineup. <laughs> yeah. I, but I mean, we had a diff- slightly different approach, although we obviously had to go with Tank Bigsby, which again didn't work out. We're going to go but, with Tank again. We go. Well, hang on. Yeah. No, we'll hold, hold that thought. We'll, we'll get to. Um, yeah, fair point. We, we adjusted. We yeah. we made those adjustments. We didn't just think, oh, let's let's try the same players again. You know, right. we're smarter than that. We make adjustments, and you you know, in in the NFL, you'll see that the best coaches they make the biggest leap from week one to week two. They see what happens in week one. They make the adjustments. They're like, okay, now I've seen things happening at full speed. Mm. Now I can make those adjustments. And that that's us. I mean, the word genius is obviously bandied around a lot. Right. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's what people are saying about us right now. I've not seen anyone say it, but that doesn't I, mean thinking it. Doesn't mean it's not happening, right? That's a very that is a very fair point. Um, I'm just looking at the show, the show league. One thing jumped out at me actually. This is the the five dollar league from from last week. There's another one of those uh, if you want to play with the the big guns like like us in that in the <laughs> league this this week. Um, the team that came fourth in the uh, in the five dollar league, mixed pebbles, and I wonder because Coco and Pebbles frustrated they haven't taken over my picks on edge rush. They came so close last season when I was the the rule there of uh, if you if you're new to the show, Arl and I pick our Drew Locks of the week on edge rush on a Friday show. Over the course of two seasons, if our record, if my record goes below 500, then Coco and Pebbles, my two cats, 
<laughs> take over mm-hmm. take over the picking uh, of that. And I came close to that last season when I was on tilt, but I bounced back and rolled in the playoffs and I've already oh, I'm one on one so far this season. So at the moment, it's OK. And they're, they're frustrated about that, Benny. I, I know that they were expecting to take over the take over the reins and uh, and obviously they're very shrewd operators. Maybe they've turned their attention away from edge rush and the, the sports book to, to daily fantasy. I mean, I think that's 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 mostly what the cool kids are doing. You know, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of shift their focus. They're you know they're busy. They they can they they can't just focus on a load of different things. You've got to sure. you've got to you've got to specialize, right? If you're sure. gonna do something really well, unless you're unless you're someone who has absolutely nothing going on in their lives, they've got a lot going on. Very you fair know? point. Very fair point. So get involved with the listener league this week again. As I say, there's a free to enter contest. There are prizes from DraftKings, so those will be cash prizes, uh, as well, of course, as the tickets to the big game at Wembley, which DraftKings are putting on for us. That is the winner, uh, the highest score of any of the free turns to contest over the first three weeks, right? And our rules, uh, terms and conditions apply, all the all the usual drill there, but it's the any competition that's free to enter, the winner of that. Plus USA Sports, more March coming your way as well if you uh, if you win the free to enter contest this week. So nothing nothing to lose on that front go get involved with that most importantly we'll see if you can take knock benny and i down from our perch a rung or two because it's invariably never to be gonna go horribly wrong this week we'll get to our show team in a minute and we've got some interesting i'm quite quite confident about it but you know maybe that is uh that is where danger lies before we do a couple of things we were talking a bit with thieves earlier on the show with uh about Deshaun watson and just how terrible he's been the he's not getting in trouble for this shoving the official moment that happened last time out uh, against the Steelers. This is where he'd scrambled to the sideline, gone out of bounds, knocked out of bounds. Obviously one of, one of the Steelers or maybe multiple Steelers had, had said something to him to antagonize him. Love him. Love him. Um, and, and Deshaun didn't like this. And there was a, you know, a bit of a dust up ensuing and, one of the officials came over to effectively hold him back. And in the heat of the moment, he brushed him off. Now I know he's not everybody's cup of tea, but are people going a little bit overboard here to say, well, he's put his hands on it. The official he should be, or is it common sense here that there's a, the letter of the law, but also you got to look at the individual situation. I think, you know, he got, he got caught up in the heat of the moment but you've got you've got to be able you've got to be able to like flick that switch and the when you see there's an official there to not put your hands on the official mm. i i just feel that if you if you are so far gone in your rage or anger or whatever you're so laser focused on the opponent that you've got to keep jawing with that you cannot you you cannot even like realize that that's an that's an official there in front of you you're you're pushing out the way then you're probably too angry mm. at that point and obviously it's a it's a sport where emotions run high you've got a big divisional game and you know i i get it i get it we've all been you know possibly watching watching games this weekend we possibly all felt very angry at certain points but you just don't do it. Now, that's not to say everything's got to be an ejection. But I think if you put your hands on an official, that's got to be a 15-yard penalty. That's mm. got to be something. It's got to be something. You know, just don't touch the officials. Mm. Like, 
you've got to you've got to be able to have your sense of like your your sense of where you are at that point. You had one job, Sean, but you. <laughs> but it's a great point you make because yeah, if any coach can be frustrated if any player does it and then and cops it cops a, uh, you know a, a penalty for it or or worse. But your quarterback, you, the one player you want to be that composed to not be in the the moment to just keep it chill a little bit. To Sean Watson. Things going from bad to worse for him. All right. Before we pick our FFS team of the week, week three games, some interesting games on the slate. Phoebe picked out the Lions Falcons as the game she's most looking forward to. And, and I hear that. What about you, Benny? Pick us out a couple of games that you've got your eye on week three. Chargers Vikings is one that I am desperate to see how that plays out because these are two teams that have playoff quality rosters. Um, it's uh, the Chargers have a harder route to the playoffs than the Vikings because of the fact they're in the AFC and in the AFC West. Both teams look like they've got problems; that they are not as good as last season. And when it when it when it comes to the Vikings, I think most people expected, at the very least, the record to be not as good as it was last year. Even if the performances were good, you just don't get the you know the rub of the green quite as often as that two years in a row. Mm. The Chargers. I mean, you have to you have to look at the coaching staff there and say you should be getting more out of that roster. You shouldn't have be putting in those performances. This feels a little bit must win for the Chargers. Now, that's not to say the Vikings will be fine in an 0-3 hole and that they can get out of that easy enough, but the 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 route to the playoffs is easier in the NFC. If you're gonna go 0-3 to start the season. And the Chargers could easily do that. The route to the playoffs is is it's pretty. It looks pretty bleak at that point. Mm. And then you have to start wondering: Well, what changes are going to be made? Is this a wasted season? You know, because I can't imagine they would have a season so bad that they're getting like a top five draft pick. But I I could also see a situation where it's not good enough to make the playoffs. And then what? Mm. Major questions will have to be will have to be asked. The AFC West is tricky, even though. You know, the, the Raiders and Broncos, I don't expect them to be kind of going deep into the playoffs from everything we've seen. The Chiefs have obviously been not their usual self. They're not scoring points like, like they were. But the, the Chargers can't go 0-3 and think, OK, well, that's mm. fine. We've got we've got 14 more games to catch up. It'll be OK, because there's at the moment there hasn't been anything that has made me think this is a team that's going to make a playoff run. So. Mm. This season really has to start this weekend. The Vikings, they can absorb that defeat, but they're really not going to want it. For one, for one of those teams, they're staring into the abyss you and know, a coaching staff under pressure. Yeah, we, we were getting into already. It's the hot seat, hot seat. And we've had two weeks uh, two weeks and change of the season. Josh Kendall on The Athletic, he does the power rankings on uh, over on The Athletic, who's, uh, I really like his style and, and the things he pulls out. He makes, they were unsurprisingly in the lower echelons of the power rankings right now, these two, 24, 25th to be precise. And he makes a great point um, because they're sequential in the list that both of their offenses on paper anyway seem fine, right? Minnesota's mm. averaging 6.3 per play. That's second in the league. Herbert is third in terms of offensive EPA amongst quarterbacks. And he's up year on year in terms of yards per attempt. So it's not as if compared to other teams like the Giants for much of the season, the Broncos for much of the season, other teams that are in Stuck where you're thinking, oh, th this is just a really disjointed offense. 
at best Jekyll and Hyde at worst just well, Cleveland right Cleveland hmm. Cleveland post Chubb just doesn't doesn't bode well feel that they can rack up rack up points here so I, I guess on that in that respect even even actually to to extend the the point the Bengals offensive issues feel more, more significant than these two at the moment but then the upside for the Bengals feels much greater than, than these two at the moment so yeah I think both fascinating game on the line whoever falls to 0 and 3 i think it could be a long autumn winter for their head coach and uh it's we know there's a precedent there of course the charges historically in terms of an 0 and 3 record getting to the playoffs but yeah it doesn't happen very often all right so that is the first of two week three games you're looking at what about the other um the other one is also an nfc versus afc game and i i'm just really intrigued by the washington commanders so they're playing mm. they're playing the bills this week and i i don't need to talk too much about the bills because phoebe Schechter knows the bills inside out so i'll i'll focus more on on the commanders um i really like what they've been doing with the pass rush they feel like such a well-rounded team right now there are there are rosters that have more talent on but it feels like they have put together a roster that is designed to work with a game plan and complement each other. It's not packed with superstars, you know, like um, Terry McLaurin is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league, mm. just quietly goes about his business with a lot less flash. Sam Howell, who, you know, I know some commanders fans felt going into the season that, you know, he was the second coming of Joe Theismann, that he was going to be incredible. I did not have, super high expectations, but I felt this is someone who can develop into an NFL starter. And right mm-hmm. now he is developing into an NFL starter. He feels like a leader on that, on that team. You know, I've we talked about um, coaches making adjustments in the, in the second half of both of their games um, this season, it feels like they have made certain tweaks. Okay. Right. We, we, we see what's happening. We see what's working and what isn't working. Let's make those tweaks and make the adjustments and come out with a win. Great comeback win. Um, last weekend, obviously, mm. the, the the arrows really pointing up for the for the commanders, obviously, and the division is so interesting. Um, I was talking up the Cowboys at the start of the season as a as a Super Bowl contender, knowing that like it could just all it could all fall down, and I had a lot of people say to me that they didn't think the Cowboys were going to even get to the playoffs and all sorts of crazy stuff. But I had I had some I had some faith in them. We know the we know the Eagles you know we know the Eagles are going to be good. The commanders felt like I don't really know what to expect. Right. The, the Giants, I didn't think were going to be particularly good. Um, and they've been weird. But the commanders were the were the wild card. And I, you know, perhaps literally, they're the they're the wild card of that division. And they have absolutely fascinated me. The offense hasn't really started clicking yet. And I think when it does, this is a really good football team. Do you know what I love about the commanders most of all? In a league which is full of Sean McVeigh's and Mike McDaniel, even Josh McDaniels and all of them, great coaches, fascinating, exciting minds. So it's not a knock on them at all, what I'm about to say. <laughs> what I love <laughs> most about Washington is the Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio tandem. Love it. Love it. Old school. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see, I see them on the sideline and I have to remind myself what year it is. And, (laughs) and the thing is, is that they are of, they are of an era. They adapt. It's not like they're, they're saying, no, 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 it's this year. And we're going to, we're going to play like it's Oh seven. That's how we're going to do everything. 
but they they play to their strengths. They don't try to be something they're not. And the roster, I feel, is built in their image. They are doing things their way. And I, I will always get behind a coaching staff and a GM that have a vision. I, it may not always work, but instead of it being like, you know, it's a, a 10 people in a room with completely different ideas and you try to kind of smash them all together and see what works. I feel like the commanders have a vision. I don't know how far mm. they can go with that vision, but Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio are not just coaches there. They are figureheads and they seem to shape the intensity and the style of that team. And I love that variety because the NFL can feel a little bit, a little bit me too mm. at times where it's like, okay, well, yeah, okay, well they're doing that. So I'm going to copy it and I'm going to copy this. And I'm going to copy this. and I'm going to copy this. And it becomes this copycat league and everyone's kind of the same. And it all depends on who hits on a quarterback in the draft. And that mm. takes you over the top. I, one of the things I love about college football is that teams are so different, completely different styles of play, completely different offenses, completely different personalities. And there is less of that in the NFL. So Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, I got, yeah, completely agree with you. I salute you guys. Keep doing what you're doing because it makes the league more interesting. I well said, man. Well said. There's this expendables vibe to him. Yes. Yes. Old old school. I once got in the hot water. I think it was my maybe my second year of doing NFL on TV in the Channel Five days, right? So kind of my my rookie sophomore kind of era, because. As as you well remember, I'm sure Benny and, and and some of our listeners anyway, Mike and I would go off on on tangents. Um, and I uh, got a little bit carried away, and, and I retained this. Of course, you remember this from Americana. You retained this ever since. But the first time I said it was on national television, and probably would be able to get away with it now. Where I said Rod Rivera, uh, sorry, uh, Jack Del Rio, Jack Del Rio, the head coach, because this was when he was the Jags head coach. I think uh, Jack Del Rio, the head coach that is most likely if he wasn't playing in the NFL or coaching in the NFL to be a bouncer in a strip club. <laughs> and that came out of my mouth on national television and I did get in trouble, but am I right? Head of security at a strip club, Jack Del Rio. hundred percent. He is not, no one is messing around. No one's messing with this. No one, no one is nightclub head of security. <laughs> like no one is, no one is, no one is putting their hands on girls with him around. <laughs> he is like, uh-uh. Be respectful. Be respectful, or it's going to work out badly for you. Yeah, all-time favorite. But yeah, exactly. He is. He is a man of honor, Jack Del Rio. I love him. Right. Speaking of men of honor, let's get down to our show team, Benny. So we are starting with a stack. You see, we're learning fast. We're stacking up for new players to daily fantasy. A stack is when you take a quarterback and a receiver on the same team because you think they're going to fill their boots. And we are looking here at the Tua Tyreek stack. Now, yeah. Seems very obvious on paper. It's kind of because it is. <laughs> but <laughs> there is method to our badness. Tyreek does not have two quiet weeks in a row. It just does not happen. The reason he had a down week last week, it's Belichick's MO, neutralize the number one threat. And this is an altogether different secondary in Denver that is depleted. It is not as they thought it would be. It is light. It is banged up. It is ripe for Tua and Tyreek to make hay. So we're going Tua and Tyreek as our stack. Then running back wise, well, we got two. We like Gus Edwards, Indianapolis at Baltimore this week. Now I know that the Ravens rotate, which is one of the reasons why Gus is a snip at 5,300. 
Gus likes the end zone. And I think this is a team that the Ravens will put up a chunk of points on. So I think there's a fair shot for a slightly flyer pick at five and change. Gus Edwards will will see the end zone. So we're happy with that so far, Benny. Yeah, Gus Edwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like there's going to be there's going to be a lot of like pounding the ball mm-hmm. and controlling the clock from the Ravens mm-hmm. in the second half. And I feel like giving it to Gus, he can take care of business. Gus will take care of business. Now, another gamble, because he hasn't factored much this season. So, And you could adjust your roster up until the dead deadline, right? Like, like a typical draft fantasy team. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on this, and then we'll put an asterisk on it as far as you guys are concerned. But Corderell, Corderell Patterson, because if he does go and his stock is down because he hasn't yet, Four and a half K for Corderell. Go, go gadget, Corderell Patterson. If you're talking about, and let's face it, Ben, we know what our game plan often is now. We spend, run out of money. <laughs> How do we fill our spot? But for Corderell, four and a half, I think it's what it, it's the upside. This is where you're going to get the edge, right? You got to pick players that you're going to get real value at in terms of what they're costing, but their upside is tremendous. And he feels like one of those. Yeah, we're, we're channeling Riverboat Ron. You know, we've got to we've got to take right. we've got to take those risks with Cordell Patterson, one of the most exciting players in the league and on his day can be an absolute fantasy points machine. So you've got to take those risks. You can't just be like, OK, that guy seems like a safe choice. That one, that one, that one that gets you middle of the pack every time yeah. we are to mix our sports. We are swinging for the fences. We are. So if Cordell Patterson hits. Mm. then that's a pile of points and also, that shoots you up the table. Also, we spent 16K on Tyreek and Tua. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Now, Nico Collins, we like partly because despite Houston's uh, issues, CJ Strauss looked all right. Yeah, yeah CJ Strauss absolutely. looking all right. And Nico Collins was a, 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 a target he favored last time out. And Nico's 5-3, Jacksonville. I think, you know, it's uh, an open divisional game where we expect the Jags to win, but I think Houston might land a few blows and Nico Collins could be on the end of those. So we like Nico Collins. Sky Moore, his first career touchdown last week. And even though, speaking of sharing the load, even though Kansas City's MO seems to be, let's give everyone a catch. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. We think Sky Moore's going to get maybe more than most. And particularly, of course, that deep threat uh, that he uh, enables. I think Sky Moore at 4-4 against your Bears, who are abject. Kansas City, one of my favorite picks for this week, uh, to be honest. And we'll talk about that game more on Edge Rush on Friday with Propo. I feel that is going to be a big day for Sky Moore. And you like both Sky Moore and the Chiefs D, don't you? Yeah, um, the the Bears are the worst team in football. Um, Wow. And yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely horrific. Does it hurt you to say that? Do you know what? Um, I, after week one, and this is absolutely, this is genuine. And it, it doesn't take a lot for me to think about this anyway. Mm. But after week one, I was already thinking about the draft. I was thinking, right, the Bears are going to have a top five pick. Quarterback? Well, that's Would another you? show. Would you that's think? another show. They might. They might. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Let me. I'll go off on that tangent okay. very briefly in just a sec. Yeah, yeah. But I thought the Bears are going to have a top five pick. Mm-hmm. Bears fans should just now be rooting against the Panthers every week because they've got the Panthers first round pick. You could have a situation because I think the Panthers are building something, but it's not going to be built this year. You could have a situation where you've got two picks in the top five Mm. and then you decide, do you take two absolute heavyweights game changers or do you try to trade down and maybe have four picks in the first round, but in the, in the lower half. Mm. So we'll see, but these are the, these are the conversations I'm having 
after one after one week. That's I got a question for you. So we were chatting with Thebes uh, on Josh Allen and this ridiculous narrative that he gives the ball away too much. That's going to be ultimately the downfall of the Bills because you get what you get with him. That comes with the territory. You're going to get all this incredible upside. So just live with it. It feels like with Fields, they have, and I guess to, to extend that point or to conclude that point, Let's build it around him and play to his strengths, which incidentally is exactly what Mike McDaniel's done with Tua. And there's some mm-hmm. very smart writing uh, about that. I referenced a, a great piece in again on the Athletic uh, a few weeks back about the the evolution of Tua because of McDaniel versus Flores. Flores is great, but just it's just a different fit, and and it's simply distilled letting building this around what. Tua does best, which sounds logical, but often isn't the case. And we're seeing that with the Bears, aren't we? That they're trying design runs, which clearly work. What they're not doing it now. Okay, I get you got to protect him, and there's high risk with your number one asset. But why are they not letting Justin Fields just do build it around what makes him great or potentially um, great? I poor coaching, mm. I would say. Um, the thing is, yes, you've got to, you've got to protect your asset, but it's a little bit like. I remember when I was when I was a teenager and a friend of mine got a really nice pair of Ewings, right? If you're of a certain age, you will know the, the Patrick Ewing shoes. And he had these Ewings, but he was too scared to wear them mm-hmm. because they were white and they were going to get messed up. And I was like, in 12 months time, they're not even going to fit you. If you don't wear, I'm not saying wear them to like to play football in the park, but if you don't wear them, wear them what's, the point, yeah. what's the point in having them? With Justin Fields. It's like people who put plastic on their furniture. <laughs> like what? It's, yeah. but it, it's, it's no longer the fur, it's not the furniture that you bought anymore because there's no not plastic on it. So yeah, it's, you're preserving it, it, but you're not what, yeah. what are you doing? But you're not using it. Exactly. What are you so doing? if if you decide, oh, we're gonna protect Justin Fields by not having these designed runs and just having him throw screen passes over and over and over and over, you're not like what's the point in having him? What's the point in having potentially the most dynamic runner the quarterback position has ever seen in the NFL. If you decide, oh, do you know what? If he's a pocket passer, it's safer. He won't get hurt. Mm. But he also won't do anything. <laughs> he, right. seems, he seems so dejected and frustrated. And he's he's a really mild-mannered team-first guy. So he's not going to be there making um, like kind of veiled comments about the coaches or anything like that. He's just... he's. He's been groomed to be an NFL starter since he was a kid. He he plays the game in terms of the media perfectly. He's not going to speak out of turn. But you could you can see how frustrated he is because the designed runs have been ignored. Um, very few shots downfield. Now that's not to say that none of it is on him. Mm. But how much faith does anyone have on this coaching staff developing? Justin Fields into a into a top flight quarterback. If if Tom Brady was drafted in the eighth round of last year's draft by the Chicago Bears, and I know there's not eight rounds now, but if they drafted him, how much confidence would you feel that oh there's there's a guy who will end up winning more Super Bowls than he's got fingers to put the rings on? <laughs> you you would not you would not be like oh well Tom Brady's just going to be Tom Brady anywhere. Mm. No. Tom Brady got developed. Mm-hmm. It's not like Tom Brady was a bum, but Tom Brady got developed and put in a situation that played to his strengths so he could win. Look at what the Ravens have done with Lamar Jackson, right? They've been ups and downs, but it's like, okay, here's his skill set. We build around that. We do things. The 
the Bears have not been able to do that with Justin Fields. And Matt Nagy, it went very badly for him in the end. He had one really, really good season where he made Mitch Trubisky a pro bowler, which I I oh still God, can't believe I, I say that from memory. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, he was not Pro Bowl quality, but I mean, the Pro Bowl is a popularity contest, obviously. Mm. But he had that really good season. You, I, I wanted Nagy gone. I felt he was the wrong person for the job. He completely messed up Fields' his rookie season because he really wanted to. Um, he really wanted to go with Dalton and have Fields learn, which I get, but it clearly wasn't working out like that. And he didn't know what to do with Fields. It might have been. That if Nagy, an offensive mind, had stayed in that job, maybe he would have developed something because Matt Eberflus, he's a defensive coach. It, it was strange. They went for a defensive-minded head coach when you've got to put the emphasis on offense. They brought in uh, brought in Getze, and he's not been able to really get a game plan that works for Justin Fields. He just and doesn't get to it, does he? No, if if you're gonna it. have if you're gonna have a defensive-minded head coach, then at the very least, the defense has got to be good. You know, if I, you get a Lovey Smith or a Ron Rivera, at uh, the very uh, least, the defense is good. Uh, you know what? What they need right now, what Justin Fields needs, is Riverboat and, and Jack Del Rio. That's clear to oh. me. That's what. Just get him, get him over there. Get him, get him. <laughs> call him in. <laughs> you know, things are bad, gang. When Bears fans are calling for the return of Matt Nagy. <laughs> That's exactly. I, I, That's I how said bad this it's to, got. I said this to some Bears fans, and they were like. You must be intoxicated yeah. right now. And I, I, He's still going. I, I was like, and, and it's not even like it's not even like the Chiefs' offense is on fire right now, and he's got Patrick Mahomes. Oh, they're going to go off. We love that. And then you got the Chiefs' D because their offense is doing that. All right, our last two in the team, if my math is correct, are tight end and our running back. So you went with Evan Ingram at tight end. Yeah, I, 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 I think that he's one of the again. This is a one of a, perhaps a slightly cheaper, more solid option, but I, I'm high on the Jags. They were disappointing last week, but I think he's someone that's going to get plenty of plenty of targets. He's he's good for big plays, and Trevor Lawrence will will look to him. He got uh, six receptions last week, five the week before. He's going up. He's going up, and I like okay. the matchup. Like the matchup too. We think we think there's going to be points of plenty in that game. Uh, finally, in our flex spot, we've gone with Dalvin Cook. Now, this is on the principle of bounce back games, right? So, for example, Tyreek, maybe a safer play there. Dalvin Cook hasn't yet shown what he can do. The Jets clearly are not going to be airing it out too much against the Patriots and what Belichick is going to throw at Zach Wilson. They are going to go properly old school with Brees and Dalvin Cook. So I think he's going to get a lot of carries. I think we know he can break plays off. I think it is, well, form is temporary, class is permanent in this case. Mm. I feel it's a bounce back spot. Now I'm worried about the Belichick factor, sure, but that's more because I think the, uh, collectively they'll stifle the Jets to hold them down in terms of overall numbers. But do I think Dalvin Cook can build up a big stack nevertheless because they're going to lean the run. Yeah, dude. So Dalvin Cook is our final play. He's 5,600 incidentally. So just to recap, we've got Tua and Tyreek. we got Gus Edwards and Corderell as our running backs. Nico Collins and Sky Moore as our other receivers. Uh, Dalvin in the flex, Evan Ingram at tight end and the Chiefs D against the aforementioned worst team in football, the Chicago Bears as our defense. And we had $200 left over, Benny. Amazing. So and that's never happened. We split before. that. 
Should we do with that? What do we do with that? Why don't oh, should we go back and check? We might have to change quarter else. That might give us a few more. That, that's true. We've got then a quid. Yeah. We've got a cushion there if we have to if we have to take Patterson out. Now that is our FFS show team of the week. Remember, our DraftKings Listener League is how you get involved with all of our contests. So hit the link, it'll enter you automatically. Enter the free league to win prizes from USA Sports, from DraftKings, and the ticks, or shot of the tickets anyway, the $5 week three special. There's already a number of, of the whales in there, Benny, so we better get our team registered. Yeah, I feel yeah. I feel confident with that. All of the money that we make on the show, if we make any, uh, goes to our official show charity of choice, Shelter. And, uh, of course, we top that pot up with all the uh, natisms and, uh, and cliches and everything else that I drop out uh, all through the season. On that note, we better get out of Dodge, Ben. That's five bucks for the charity pot. Great work, my friend. Look after yourself. Thanks. I'll see you next week. Take care, bro. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.